0: HR seems to have become every manager and employee's favorite corporate punching bag, vying with IT for the dubious title of most irritating function. We have seen a parade of articles recently calling for HR to be blown up, split in two, or at the very least, redesigned. Perhaps this is a good moment to evaluate what it is we really want from our HR leaders and what we don't. In this episode, we are sharing Zenger Folkman's research on what separates great HR leaders from the rest. Welcome to The 90th Percentile, an unconventional leadership podcast by Zenger Folkman. Each week, using research from over 1.5 million global assessments of leaders, we analyze different leadership traits, trends, and what it really takes for leaders to get to the 90th percentile. I'm Brianna O'Korn, and joining me today is my co-host and renowned psychometrician, Joe Folkman.
1: Hello, Brianna.
0: Hello. You know, HR is like the policy police, which makes everyone kind of dislike them. They have to deal with all the workplace drama, though. They know too much. And I got on a Reddit HR Horror Stories thread. It was terrific Uh, (laughs) and terrifying. One of my favorite stories um, was this lady said that she had to fire someone who kept bringing in her pet chinchilla to work because the husband wouldn't watch it. And one employee, when he gave his two weeks notice, on his last day, he pulled out 17 bags of live crickets and let them loose in the office.
1: (laughs) So often they have to be the bad guy. Wow. Crickets in the office. I've never heard of that before, but it's true. People like to complain about HR.
0: Well, usually when companies are struggling with labor issues, HR is seen as this valued leadership partner. You know, when things are running smoothly, leaders tend to think, you know, what is HR doing for us anyway? So how can HR leaders better showcase their value all of the time?
1: Over the last 10 years, Zinger Folkman has collected 360 feedback data on 5,174 HR leaders. These leaders are spread across hundreds of different organizations with 50% of the leaders located in the U.S., 18% in Asia, 13% in Europe, and 5% Latin America, 4% Canada, 1% Africa. So we have a variety. Yeah. They're all over the world, all different organizations. Comparing the assessments of these HR leaders as a function with other leaders in other functions Our data can typically identify how leaders look compared to everybody else and their average percentile rankings. Mm -hmm. We analyzed the data in two different ways. First, we contrasted the results for the 5,174 HR leaders in our database to those of 71,024 leaders in other functions. Mm We were able to identify a few key skills that were common strengths of those HR people and some that appeared fairly frequently as weaknesses. Second, we rank ordered the 60 leadership behaviors for all those in HR and the most negative and most positive behaviors emerged.
0: Okay, let's, let's dig in. What are the strengths that you found in HR leaders according to our
1: research? Well, there were three competencies that really stood out where HR leaders were heads and shoulders above all other functions. Uh, The competency showing the biggest difference was that they were truly concerned about developing others. And that's a a wonderful competency, and it's an important competency. Mm -hmm. This set them apart from other functions who did not score as highly on this skill. Now, to be fair, it's Kind of one of the most important things they, they do. Part is of the, the job. <laughs> the performance review, yeah. so But they were good at developing others. They were also rated more positively on coaching and acting as a mentor and giving feedback in a helpful way. The second competency uh, they were rated on and their skills were higher and more positive on was valuing diversity. HR has been a champion for increasing diversity in organizations, but also in helping organizations understand the value of diverse perspectives and people. The third competency where HR leaders were rated more positively was focusing on a leader's willingness to ask for and accept feedback from others.
0: Oh, so they were more coachable. Since we've been talking about coachability, there's our HR leaders. So, okay, we have these three huge strengths, but um, are, it, when other people are looking at them, is developing others something that they value? Do, do other people value these strengths in these HR leaders?
1: Well, it's interesting because when we asked people to indicate which of the competencies was most important for a person to do well to be successful in their job, Developing others was 10th of the 19 competencies it was rated number 10. Perhaps the message here is, we know you are really good at this, but this is just table stakes, or even if it could be developed, it takes a backseat to other competencies that are more highly valued, like getting results or strategic perspective or something like that. Hmm.
0: So it's not a top priority for HR leaders, or, or it shouldn't be, according to other people. And I see in the importance ranking, coachability was ranked 15th on importance and valuing diversity was even lower. It was ranked 16th. So the skills they scored the best in are not considered as important or urgent by others. That's that's a bit of a problem. There's a disconnect there. So, what areas were the biggest weaknesses for HR leaders?
1: There were three that really stood out. Not anticipating and responding quickly to problems was the thing that stood out the most. Mm -hmm. HR leaders were rated significantly more negatively on their ability to anticipate and respond quickly to problems. A number of items noted a general lack of speed and urgency to respond and react quickly. The second one was lacking strategic perspective. In general, HR leaders were rated significantly less positively on their ability to have a clear perspective between the big picture strategy and the details. HR leaders often complain that they want a seat at the table to be more engaged and more fully with executives, but without clear strategy and focus, they'll never have that seat. Focusing internally rather than externally was the third thing. When comparing HR leader to all other leaders in our database, they were significantly more negative on these items and their ability to understand the needs and concerns of customers. In fact, the distance from customers was a significant problem, and people don't appreciate that in organizations.
0: Yeah, well, in many ways, the function of HR is focused on internal problems and not really that external.
1: Yeah, the the lack of understanding of the external environment often causes others to view HR leaders as not as being in touch with the issues facing the organization. Mm. HR leaders were rated more negatively on their ability to represent the organization to key groups. Now, the additional one that uh, people rated them low on was resisting stretch goals and delivering results. On a number of occasions, we've watched senior executives ask for a program or process to be rolled out quickly, only to have HR respond, well, it takes more time, we've got to be careful, Mm -hmm. let's not mess it up. And, And they tend to resist the speed, so they slow down the process. While at times that is necessary advice, too often it is the first response given by HR without considering what could be done to speed the process up and move more quickly.
0: So those encompass the overall scores of all HR leaders in the database. And we talked about their strengths, we talked about their weaknesses, but we do have some shining stars in there. So let's talk about the best HR leaders. What do they do differently?
1: So we found in our database some HR leaders that were brilliant, and we also found that they were the best leaders uh, uh, in the HR function. And we show these different competencies that that pop out, and there's four different competencies that really differentiate these HR leaders from the rest. Establishing stretch goals, uh, solving problems and analyzing issues, customer and external focus, and developing strategic perspective. On these four competencies, these top HR leaders scored around the 80th or the 79th percentile, and the rest of the HR were at the 33rd or 32nd percentile. Wow. That's a huge difference. Yeah. But when these four competencies were done well, and remember, it's establishing stretch goals. It's getting stuff done. It's solving problems, And, you know, and then it's really understanding those customers, being aware what customers want, what's going on with the customers, but also having a strategic perspective. That is what gets you a seat at the table.
0: Yeah. So if more HR leaders would focus on these skill sets and recognize that they have great strengths in valuing diversity and developing others, that they've done well in these skills that have really defined the role of HR, but looking beyond that to these other skills. And that's what is the biggest difference with the best HR leaders out there. The 90th percentile and Unconventional Leadership Podcast was written and recorded by Brianna O'Corrin, Jack Zanger, and Joe Folkman, and produced by Zanger Folkman. If you're interested in learning more about Zanger Folkman's award-winning 360-degree assessments leadership and coaching offerings, or would like to attend our monthly leadership webinar series hosted by Jack and Joe, visit our website at zangerfolkman.com. If you like our podcast, tell your friends and coworkers about it, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and leave us a great review. We really like to read them. All resources and links to the research referenced in this episode can be found in our episode details or on our podcast page on com.